This week's episode is dedicated to the memory of Ralph Roberts, who left us unexpectedly on the 3rd of January. Welcome to Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I would usually invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice. We would talk about each song, and if you like the sound of what you hear, you could listen to the mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, first off, uh, an apology if you've been looking for episodes that didn't materialise. I didn't intend to take two weeks off, but as soon as I downed tools from my day job, I just stopped doing stuff. Uh, I've not even posted on Instagram, which if you follow me there, you'll know that that's unusual. Um, So what I've decided to do is a recap of the episodes from 2020 and pick 10 of my favorite songs that have been brought to me by my guests now i i intended this to be uh, a drawing of a line under 2020 and i have tried to make this podcast as optimistic and as uplifting as possible and i know it's just a matter of days that have transpired nothing has changed but new years give you that that moment where you maybe reflect a little bit and decide that you were just gonna try to be better fuck resolutions and making promises to yourself that you can't keep not not doing that but just the the notion that we can all try and be better this year that i can definitely get my head around um so i was all geared to make this like a really optimistic episode and then i got the most horrible news yesterday so you might have to bear with me while i get my head in the game it's been a weird week and it's only tuesday so i relaunched mixtapes with mike in may of 2020 uh after being furloughed from a day job and I got to the point that I just needed something to do. I'm I'm the kind of person that needs to make things. Uh, I used to be a gigging musician and then since 2014 I've been a stand-up comedian and as you can understand I've not had the opportunity to enjoy that creative outlet for quite a while. So I had to find something else creative to fill the void and Mixtapes with Mike is it. Uh, And I've really enjoyed it. I've talked to some wonderful people and I've discovered music that is new to me and looked more closely at songs I was already aware of and ended up seeing them in a slightly different light. And that is true of the first track on this week's mixtape. It was originally selected as the first track on Matt Lloyd's first episode. Matt Lloyd is a spoken word artist and a good friend of mine. And his episode was the one where things started to click in terms of the way I wanted to produce the show and how I wanted it to sound. It was the first episode where we went on these little digressions and we spoke about musicians and versions of songs that weren't on the mixtape. But by fading in these little samples, it kind of gave everything more context. And that's how I realized how I wanted mixtapes to sound. So the track he picked was 
the times they are a changing by Bob Dylan. And the reason I've started with this is it seems very poignant. Uh, that if you listen to the lyrics, there's an element of having to acknowledge the reality of the situation and adapting and moving with it, or you will get left behind. And that definitely seems relevant right now. Like we, we we've all had to accept the situation not everyone has and we've all had to do things differently and find new ways to to carry on uh, and yeah it just made sense to start here uh, here's what my ad say so i was always like a grunge kid but i loved hip-hop too mm-hmm. you know like i'd be listening to nirvana while wearing a pe hat yeah. You know, and I remember going out with my my mates and they'd be like, What the hell is that? And I'd be like, dude, it's public enemy, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and yeah, so yeah, I mean definitely. I have a I owe a lot to hip hop. Okay. So your first track is nothing like that yeah. though. I was trying to steer the conversation in a direction like so before hip hop, so you're gonna have to explain um, cool. your first track. So who's your first track by? My first track is by Bob Dylan. And I think it's quite it's quite obvious when I talk about it, but my parents were like flower power hippies. Okay. So my dad was a long term army dude, so there's not really a lot you can do when it comes to the drug and love revolution if you're in the army. Uh-huh. And they were kind of flower power types and my parents listened to a lot of Bob Dylan, Donovan, um, for those listening, not Jason Donovan. Um, you know, like sort of that sort of folky, hippie kind of dude. They listened to Rolling Stones mm-hmm. too. So I grew up listening to Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, Donovan, that sort of person. So uh, obviously when you listen to Bob Dylan, he became more and more relevant for me when I really started to look at lyrics and uh-huh. got interested in writing myself because he is the poet, you know, he is, he is the man. So for me, yeah, my first track is, is Bob Dylan. Uh, so your first tune is? My first tune, I really wanted it to be something else. Like, I wanted it to be something cooler by Dylan. Um, but my first track is The Times They Aren't Changing. Um, and it is just one of them tunes I completely remember by, you know, my mum playing playing on vinyl. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents have all the old vinyls. And it is like, the it's unfortunately the classic Bob Dylan tune. You know, like, all oh, the times they aren't changing. But, you know, I wish it was the hurricane. I wish it was subterranean homesick blues just for the video where he's dropping all the pieces of paper yeah, with the yeah. words on in the alleyway. But no, it's the time to outside raging. We'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls for the times they are changing. So moving on from The Times They Are Changing by Bob Dylan, selected by Matt Lloyd, the next track is by Nathaniel Rateliff, and this was put forward by American comedian Michael Malone. Now his mixtape was actually fairly downbeat and a little bit melancholic, but it was exactly what I needed to hear at the time. I was thoroughly fed up with everything that's been going on, and sometimes when you're feeling low like that you need music that kind of aligns with your state of mind you can't listen to happy shit if you're not in that place so his mixtape was the perfect soundtrack to my mood at the time i mean we've we've all been riding sort of ebbs and flows 
You know, there have been times when we, we're fine and we're getting on with things and things haven't been ideal, but we'll carry on regardless. And there are times when you just can't help but sink down with everything that's been going on. And this is the track that I will dedicate to my friend who we've lost. Because uh, I, I have a, a soft spot for songs that are both happy and sad at the same time. Um, there's a wistfulness to this tune, uh, but at the same time there's a pounding piano at the back of it and it builds up to this crescendo at the end of it that is a little bit anthemic and the reason I dedicate this to my friend is because I'm so happy that I knew him but I am so sad that he's gone so this is for him uh, this is Nathaniel Ratliff or Ratliff I always fuck it up I don't know how to properly pronounce it uh, every time I do somebody corrects me I've tried it both ways Ratliff, Ratliff, whatever um, but I dug back into his solo stuff for this this track uh, he got popular he had about three solo albums out where it's just him and an acoustic guitar and they're beautiful the guy's got a great old like rusty soul singer voice um, but he he got popular a couple years ago um, with his band uh, Nathaniel Ratliff or Ratliff and the Night Sweats which is a great name and um, they do a lot of like upbeat Motown real soul music uh, I've seen them live it's one of the best live shows I've ever seen the guy's like a white James Brown he was dancing around his feet were moving he's in he's got a tambourine he plays during the live shows there's trumpets playing there's guitars going there's I mean violins I mean it, he has a full like orchestra with him and they play that old town Motown funk uh, and it is beautiful. He's got, again, like this real raspy soul singer voice. Um, but and that's, and that's the stuff that went popular. He has two albums out with them, and he blew up from a couple songs. Uh, one of the songs was Son, Son of a Bitch. It's a, it's a, you know, a real upbeat song. There's a lot of tambourines and a lot of dancing going on. That's great. That stuff is fine. I like the sadness. <laughs> I like the solo <laughs> stuff. Um, I, I like the vibe of the of the other stuff. Um, so I chose something off of one of his first albums. Uh, it's called Shroud. And uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful introduction to who he is as a songwriter and his voice and his talent. He does no good to talk about anything. So moving on from Nathaniel Ratliff, our next track 
was brought to me by award-winning producer, presenter, DJ and barbecue chef Christian Stevenson. Now, I'm a big fan of Christian's. I used to watch his TV show when I was a teenager. So it was one of those moments where you get to meet someone who's kind of a hero and you're so grateful that he turns out to be a good dude. We spoke for a long time about music. We could have talked for a lot longer than we did. Um, and the first track that he picked for his mixtape was by Pastor T.L. Barrett. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful piece of music that I had never heard before. So let's hear what he had to say. So I, I yeah. try, you know, I I agree with him here and there, and I extend the olive branch, and then try to bring discussion until some of them are just too hot-headed, or their friends are, and they just start calling me names. And I'm like, well, okay, if that's the way you want to resort to. Anyway, let's talk about music. <laughs> Thank. God, one of us got this podcast back on track. <laughs> I was like, I was, well, we, we, we've got the best song in the world to play your audience, brother. Okay. All the right. The best so, song in the world ever. Okay. So this isn't, this isn't just my number one, my one, one of my songs, my top 100. This is the best song ever, ever recorded. Okay. So tell me who your first track is by. Was that too much? <laughs> No, that's fine. <laughs> okay, my first track is Pastor T. L. Barrett. Um, you know, I'm not a religious man, but I love uh, soulful gospel, just euphoric driven music. And um, the the keyboard player from the Horrors, uh, uh, Tom and I roll, and he he's a good record digger. And he introduced me to this song, and I just started playing it. And all my DJs I work with, they're always like. What is this? And I tell them this is this is this is a church choir. Um, they, so they but they have to have the vinyl. So they go try to find the vinyl. Christian, you know the, you, the, they're going for a minimal three hundred euros. Uh, that's the cheapest I found it. Mainly most of them are about four twenty five, five hundred euros for the record, the original record. So for years we just had to play it off CD. Mm-hmm. And then uh, luckily, a, a, a light in the attic records re-released it. And uh, my, my the two DJs uh, put money together and they bought it for me. So he just did this church record, Pastor T.L. Baird and the Youth for Christ Choir Sings <laughs> at the Mount Zion Baptist Church, 5512 South Lafayette Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. So, and yeah, with postcode. So it's just, they left it the way he made it. Like he just pressed it, yeah. not that many copies, but... Oh my goodness. So the track you're about to hear, it's got everything. And then at the end, it's a big song. At the end, it goes Temptations Ball of Confusion. And it's it's just got this funk and this piano and this and this it just makes you feel good. And that's it, where I love good music. It first time I heard it cuz it cuz it kind of fades in, right? Yeah. So I was like this this it and it's so it's not like it's not like there's a, a, a lead singer. It, it's like it's like this massive cacophony of of joy. But it, and you home- and you and who aren't perfect and flat notes. You know, not, not everybody's hitting the right note. But I like. It sounds that. real. It sounds yeah. real as a result. And but it, it it almost struck me like 
like opening or closing credits music. You know what I mean? Like it's just got that nice rolling, infectious kind of tone. Good call. Rolling, it does. It has this little. It just kind of rolls you along. I mean, if you, I think, if you want to uh, go into the gym and work out, this is a good, easy, easy into the gym routine song. Yeah, like warm up and warm down kind of music. Yeah. Like you could you could bookend the playlist with this and go right. We've like like you've you've got to the end of a journey. Like you've achieved something. Yeah. And then, right, so, the, when you, and then when you get to the end of the, the when the journey's over on this song, it's this full cosmic, you know, you know, ball of confusion. You'll hear. It. I mean, I think it's a full nod to the Temptations' "Ball of Confusion," which has been covered by so many bands. Um, but I, and I think Pastor Dale Barrett did it so righteous with this all you know youth choir, <laughs> youth for Christ <laughs> choir. <laughs> all right, so this track is. Pastor T.L. Barrett, Nobody Knows. Following on from Pastor T.L. Barrett, our next track was brought to us by Canadian stand-up comic Aisha Alpha. Now, I didn't know her prior to recording the episode with her. I just reached out on Instagram and she was so into the idea about talking about music and sharing a mixtape that she was on board straight away. We got on really well. Uh, the episode was loads of fun and we're still in touch. We're going to work on a few things together, hopefully. So this track is by Miriam Makeba and this is what she had to say about it. So I wanted to include a mix of things that I love for dancing and that is like also things that inspire me, also things from the different parts of my life. So the next track is by Miriam Makeba, who is a South African um, artist. She's a singer who is like, she was a freedom fighter. She got exiled from South Africa back in the day when there was apartheid and there was all these struggles. And she, again, is just a badass woman who just goes out and she like stood, for, stood up for what she believed in. Um, and for me, I'm, I was born in Nigeria. I'm half Nigerian, half Canadian. So, which you know from listening to the album. But um, she, she for me, like South Africa for me represents like a bit of, you know, that mama Africa-ness of me. Whenever I would go back to Nigeria, because um, I grew up in Canada, I, I would go back to Nigeria and I would feel like this, I should be feeling like I'm at home with my people, but I always felt like I stood out because I wasn't black enough. I didn't speak the language, but in Canada, I, you know, I was the black friend and I hadn't had the same experiences as them. And the first time I ever went to South Africa, when my father worked there, I was like, oh, I feel like I get it now because there's this whole community of people who looked like me and who were mixed black and white and had gone through all the same sort of, you know, obviously I hadn't gone through apartheid, but like the feeling that like you are some otherness and that, you know, there was a time where they were illegal um, to be being mixed was an illegal thing. So um, I have like this connection with South Africa. So 
somehow. And it just always felt like good and home and like part of my heart. So having a song by Miriam Makeba was like a big one for me. This is also the song that I that um, I played after at my wedding after I, we got married and when we were like doing the we walk out and everyone's excited now it's the the married couple. This is a song for me that played us out. And every time I hear the song, it just makes me happy. It's a song about um, about party, like having a party, having a great time, and everyone's just having a great time until the sun comes up, and we're, you know, it's a, it's a happy, super positive song. So uh, the song is Pata Pata, and there's many versions, but the version I love is a very upbeat, fun, just going out there. It's the name of a song, it's the name of a dance, and she describes that. Basically, it's just a descriptive song of like, Pata Pata is the name of a song. We do in Johannesburg way. And you're like, okay, let's do it. Let's party then. Let's keep going. And you just follow along and it's great. from Miriam McCabe, our next track was brought to me by comedian and actor Nick Helm, which was a massive get for the podcast because he's he's big time. He's he's been in TV sitcoms, he's been on every primetime stand-up show on UK television. Um, but we've got a couple of friends in common, so I took a chance and reached out to him and he was more than happy to come on. The track that I've picked from his mixtape is by Tom Jones and it is one of the most ridiculous pieces of music I've ever heard but it's so silly uh, and funky that it just makes me smile so I, I listen to it now at least once a week and it always puts a smile on my face so let's hear what he had to say okay so Moving on from Tina Turner, we find ourselves at your final track. So who's this by? This is by Tom Jones. Um, I saw Tom Jones a couple of years ago at V Festival. I had a gig. I was doing a gig at V Festival and uh, got free tickets and uh, went to see Tom Jones support Ollie Murs. And I thought, that's depressing. <laughs> um, it's He's the closest we've got to a living Elvis. And... Um, and you need to give him more respect than give him the support slot to Ollie Murs. Although maybe he's quite old, maybe he just wanted to go to bed. But um, uh, Tom Jones is just, yeah, he's fucking... He went through a phase in the 80s of kind of like being medallion man. He'd have like a medallion and like orange skin and sort of like a big sort of like afro and a white suit that was undone to the navel and just sort of like, just cheese. And Tom Jones did, he was sort of, he's a bit like a musical version of Michael Caine, where in the 80s, those guys didn't get any respect, right? And then late 80s comes along and then all of a sudden Michael Caine's getting an Oscar and Tom Jones has brought out Kiss. And you go, oh, hello. And, um, and then, you know, Tom Jones sort of like reinvents himself. He's reinvented himself several times. When he stopped dyeing his hair and he went grey or white and he did kind of like the... Uh, uh, he did sort of like that. Um, 
that American gospel soul album mm. in the mid 2000s. That was um, is it called Praise and Blame. That is that's that's an amazing album. Um, I just think uh, I really like Tom Jones. Uh, I like his voice. I like his personality. I've just seen him live. I thought he was good. I think he's professional. Um, I like the tunes of the. I like the songs that he's sung over the years. This song is essentially a novelty song. Um, what I like about it is his full commitment to what is clearly an absolute piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a shit song. It's a terrible song. <laughs> what what a, what a great way to end your mixtape! But like I, you sent me the list, and I'm like, it took me two or three attempts to find it on Apple Music because I think Apple Music was just like, what? What is this song title? It's there, but it took me mm. two or three times. Like I, I, I typed out the whole song title verbatim, and it wouldn't find it. And then I kind of went a slightly different route, and it was there. It was almost like it was like Apple Music was trying to forget about this track, but like it's listening to it, it's enjoyable oh yeah but I think it's more enjoyable when you imagine that Tom Jones has turned up uh, he said right boys what are we singing today and they've got we've got it all printed out there for you Tom and he goes right okay puts on his headphones and he does it in one take and then he leaves right <laughs> he, you know because that's what he does he does, he does everything in one take it's just the pure level of commitment that he goes into describing a man making a puppet. <laughs> you know? Well, then he got some string and he got some wood. And you go, fucking hell. <laughs> he got some string and he got some wood. <laughs> he did some carving and it was good. And the way he just throws himself into it. Well, then he got some string and he got some wood. He did some carving and he was good. It's like, you know, fucking hell, mate. He, like, really believes in this this puppet master. Fucking, it's, it's like, it's Tom, it's Tom Jones using his sexy voice to describe a man building a puppet of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> it's like, it's, I think it's, it's like an insane, it's an insane song. And also, the fucking... Uh, Electronic pipe music that they that they use on it. It's just like it's the least cool uh, instrument noise I've ever heard. It's like it, it's like it's it's a cross between clown music and kids music, and it's just kind of like you go, what on fuck was anyone involved in the production of this song thinking? Let alone how's it ended up on the best of Tom Tom um, the best of Tom Jones. Uh, a compilation album, you know. You just like, what's this doing on 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 that next to next to fucking? It's just awful. <laughs> but I love it. Is it yeah. is is it a so bad it's good kind of scenario? Yeah, and, and uh, but this completely lives up to. It's so bad it's good. And then it becomes actually good, where you go, oh, do you know what? I love it. <laughs> you know? I don't even like it, ironically, now. I just sort of like go, yeah, fucking hell. Why not? Why not sing about 
Uh, I guess, what, what are they? I guess they're, um, what do you call those ones with the strings? Yeah, is, it, is it marionette puppets? Marionette. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's making marionette puppets. So it's not just sort of like, he's not just making glove puppets, do you know what I mean? There is some <laughs> it's skill not, to it's it. It's not just a song about sooty. No, it's, there's, there's sort of like, there's a level of skill that that puppeteer has gone through. That it probably deserves like an epic song like this. It's it's fucking it's nuts. I just find it nuts, but I love it. Yeah. So the the name of the song is the name of the song is mentally the young New Mexican puppeteer <laughs> by Tom Jones. Oh look, uh, thank you very much for coming on, man. This has been loads of fun. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. The next track on the mixtape was brought to us by Rich Wilson, a stand-up comedian who I've gigged with a couple of times when he's come through the West Midlands, and he is the loveliest guy. He's got a podcast of his own which deals with men's mental health issues called Insane in the Men Brain, and that has spawned a second podcast talking about women's mental health, Insane in the Fembrane. And both are very thought-provoking podcasts, having very healthy conversations about how we can take better care of ourselves. So do please take a moment to check out Insane in the Membrane. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's well worth a listen. Now, Rich is also a massive music fan, so much so he started hosting his own radio show on Islington Radio called The Tuned Up Time Machine. So if you've got access to that station, please do check that out as well. Link to that in the show notes, as you'd expect. But the track that I've picked from his mixtape episode is by Cass Elliott of The Mamas and Papas. It's a very bombastic, upbeat and joyous song, full of big band brass and funky bass lines and it's another track that just puts a smile on my face so let's hear what rich had to say all right so the the mixtape takes a left turn at this point yeah so yeah gotta keep it interesting so so who's this by so this next song is by uh, a brilliant woman called mama cass mama cass was a singer she was in the mamas and the papas that did california dreaming um, and she was just, she was a brilliant, she was brilliant, she's a brilliant singer. Um, and I really like this track because it's sort of, it's quite sort of Northern Soul. And I'm a big fan of Northern Soul. Um, it's one of the few genres that every time I hear a Northern Soul track, I'm up, up dancing. I can't help myself. Um, it's the same with disco. If I hear a disco track, I'm like, yeah, let's fucking go. I don't know. I, it's... I know a few people that have gone, oh, I don't really like Northern Soul or Disco. And I'm like, well, what, what do you want to do? Do you just cry in your bedroom with your windows? <laughs> Got to get out there and have some fun. Um, and this track, this has been in my, this is in my head most days. I think it's brilliant. Um, it comes from a best of called Mama's Big Ones, which is unfortunate. But it's a brilliant, if you, if you haven't already, you should check out Mama Cass. Uh, Mama Cat, yeah, Mama's big ones. It's a good, it's a good compilation to start with. Mama Cass, 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 Mama C
Well, I, I listen, I've heard of the mamas and papas and like everyone's heard California Dreaming and, I, and like I'm a sucker for a harmony. Like when I, when yeah, I, yeah. I, I used to play music with a loop pedal and a bunch of instruments and one of the best things to do was to like loop layers of harmonies together and if it works it's super effective so I've always been a sucker for a really good harmony and that was, oh, a, I love that it. was in abundance in like uh, the mamas and papas and then I, I, I looked at the album uh, Mama's Big Ones when I was preparing for this right. I don't know is it is the title of that album going like you, could, could you get away with that sort of thing now no, not at all. That's why I said at the beginning that it's unfortunate that it's called Mama's Big Ones. It's, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's of the times. And I don't know when the album came out, whether it was the 70s or the 80s, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you, there's no way you'd get away with that now. And you wouldn't want to, would you? It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it, it's, uh, yeah, you wouldn't get a bloke album, you know, Wilson's Big Ones. No, he put, yeah, he put, there's, there's definitely a double standard there. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But ignore that and listen to the music. The music's brilliant. Yeah, amazing. Like loads of loads of really sort of nice piano work, great harmonies, yeah. lots of sort of funky brass in the background of it. So it's kind yeah, of fast yeah. in that respect. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed listening to this. Um, so, so this track is, and this track's called "One Way Ticket" by Mama Cass. Now, the next track on the mixtape is slightly mellower than the last, but it was brought to me on what is probably the funniest episode of mixtapes that I've released today, and that was with Canadian comedian Steph Tolev, who unwittingly made a mixtape full of people that she would like to have relations with. I could see that. All right, so moving on from Joe Biden, who are we listening to now? Do you like Glass Animals? Not heard of it. <gasps> see, this is the thing. Okay, so they've been around for a while, and I first heard this album uh, way too late in life. Like, I remember it was like maybe three years ago, and this album is from 2014, I believe. So Glass Animals is a very alty but like uplifting like this album uh is also i would say my number one go-to sex uh, album and that's always you always need to have that line on not even sex like a good like you have somebody over you want to set the mood but you don't want to be too much like you don't want to put on like what's that song <laughs> well like barry white yeah 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 you don't want to put on like something like that crazy so this is a nice little backgroundy but also it's a good like chill traveling music like you're on the road going somewhere um but this album like was one of those albums where i'm like oh i need to do a bit more research into music because i i was so pissed off i just found out about this and it's so got you're i'm telling you right now you're gonna listen to glass animals and be like what was I doing? Why did? How did I somehow miss this this band for this long? But this album is a very 
I would say it's the most sexual album that uh, I've listened to, and especially this song that I really enjoy um, is like I can I have a, a little spank bank of all the guys that I've uh, <laughs> slept with this song. Oh, it's and the, I only said the photo right. I... <laughs> Is this a PG podcast? No, it's not. It's really not. But uh, <laughs> like, I, I want you to know, right? I I recorded an episode with another stand-up in the UK that hasn't gone out yet. Uh, with a, a lady called Ems Coombs, um, and she is filthy, right? And she has no filter, but she has a good reason because she's she survived a stroke and her brain has been affected so she she literally has no filter she she says whatever the fuck she wants because she knows life's too short and it just comes out and she made me fucking howl during the conversation you're dirtier than she is and she's got legitimate brain damage <laughs> that's actually that's actually the nicest thing i've ever heard um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have a problem. I am. Maybe I'm going to start telling people that I had a stroke. That's the issue. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do. It's, it, it's been one of the more um, sexually charged conversations we've we, like, we, we've had here at Mixtapes. But I didn't I'm enjoying even it. Realize. I didn't even realize. Like looking back on it, I honestly didn't even realize. Like that's anyway, the worst part. Back to your spank bank. So my spank bank, so I, I would only play this album with guys that I liked because I didn't want to ruin it because it's such a good album, even without the spank bank part. It's such a good album. So I'd like to have it. Um, I only have like good memories of men. Okay. So the song is called Gooey. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very, it's very sensual. You'll see, you'll, you're going to want to use it. I'm telling you right now, you're laughing now and then... Once COVID passes, you and your wife are going to get all hot and horny and you're going to blare it and be like, she wasn't wrong. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? I realized, that, yeah, I wanted to change that halfway through. <laughs> oh, shit. That's amazing. So following on from Glass Animals, our next track is another pick from Aisha Alpha's episode, and it's by Lizzo. Now, I was aware of Lizzo. You can't not be aware of Lizzo at this point. She is such a talented artist, very much in the ascendancy, but I had never taken the time to go in at any depth with her music and when Aisha picked this for her playlist this was the tune that made it click for me like oh I get it I'm in because it's so upbeat so optimistic so joyous so assertive you just can't help but like it so now it's in regular rotation in my playlist all right so Following on from Anita Ward, our next artist is Lizzo. Um, I think this is possibly the most um, modern uh, <laughs> artist on here. Well, one of the few. Yeah, um, a lot of people are raving about her right now. But yeah. I, and I was aware of some of the singles, and I'd seen like people going crazy for her at like 
uh, coverage of like festivals here in the UK. Yeah. Never really like make, taking the time to listen to our other stuff, and then I listened to this track. I was just like, this is amazing. Yeah. So she's got a lot of good songs, um, just in general, and a lot of songs that are getting a lot of play that are popular and being, you know, the people on the radio and whatnot. Um, and again, I think it's because she's a, a big black woman who owns her shit and is sexual and is like loves her body and loves herself and does not take shit from anybody, which is wonderful and I think terrifying to certain people. Um, and she knows that and she just keeps pushing forward, which I also love. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's a, I'm a big fan. Lizzo. I sometimes, I mean, I should probably do one soon, but I used to go on what I called Lizzo walks and I called them my therapeutic Lizzo walks where I would just go by myself uh, for walks in my neighborhood. When I was pregnant, I did it a lot and put in my headphones and would listen to a whole Lizzo album. And sometimes, you know, if you feel like depressed or just like down or blah or whatever it is, this is for me one of those albums where I can put it on from beginning to end. And by the end, I'm the crazy pregnant lady, like full on jamming down the street, like singing into cars and stuff like that. And it just is joyful. And it's like about love yourself. Don't worry about it. Pick yourself up, go out there. You are the best. I know like, everybody needs to hear that sometimes. So for me, Lizzo, I really, really love Lizzo. And I love that energy of just loving yourself, loving your body. She's also a black woman. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, it's just nice to have, to have people owning exactly who they are. Um, so, and yeah, I mean, I love a lot. I had a hard time deciding which song to put on. I love Worship Me by her. It's just, I mean, the idea of like, just stand back and let me do my shit, which is a line from that song. I feel that as a comedian, often a female comedian, guys are like trying to always give me tips and tell me how to do things. And I'm like, yeah. uh, just you step back, let me go, let me do my thing. I, you know, I know my jokes, I know myself, I know how to perform. I love like, you know, my friends and people talking to me about like how we can add tags and stuff like that. But when I've had people after my albums come out and someone who I don't know, who's a man, who's probably not even in comedy, who's like, hey, there was some funny bits. Can I give you some suggestions? Can I keep trying, keep going? And I'm like, dude, like this is an album that was produced by all things. Bill Burr like introed me on it. Like, I'm like, I think I got some of this, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, so I had a hard time deciding which song of hers I wanted to put on because I jammed to so many of them. Um, but this song in particular is just for me, really, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. Um, the song is Water Me. And I think it's um, so beautiful. I just, I, I, I'm not very good with plants, but I have one orchid that I've brought back to life from a dry stick and now has three beautiful blooms on it. And I think about it sometimes because I'm like, uh, we're all plants, you know, we're all just like these organisms that need water and we need life and we need sunlight. And so we don't have to apologize for asking for that stuff. But at the same time, like, I don't need, in this song, she talks about, like, she's like, I don't need your negativity, essentially. If you want to come and add something to my life and water me and make me better, great. Come on, come on, come on, water me. And if you don't, um, I'm good. And there's a line in there that I just, when I hear it, I go bonkers. And it's such a simple line, but she's just like, I am my inspiration. I am my inspiration. And she just says it again. And I literally, I'm like, oh, it's true. I have to be inspired by myself. I have to like get out there. Like I'm gonna do this because I want to do it. It's not about other people. And I go, I go kind of berserk for it. But yeah, this is definitely a pump up, feel yourself, turn turn that frown upside down song for me. Okay, so this is water. I don't get dehydrated. I'm moisturizer daily. I am my inspiration. I am. A- 
So following on from Lizzo, our next track was brought to me by UK comedian Carl Donnelly. It's a fairly recent episode, so you, you may well have heard it, but the song, I think, is perfect for this point in time. It's by McCalmott and Butler. It's pretty much their only hit, and it is a confident fuck you to an ex that has come crawling back and that is very much how I feel about 2020 see you later don't need you don't want you don't want to hear about you anymore right now your next track this was the one that I, when I saw it, and I even said I even sent it to you uh, in the the little chat we had going on. I was just like, "This is a fucking tune." Yeah. So this is, I think this is what uh, this is by McCalmont and Butler, and I think you know when you say that, it's everyone knows it's probably only going to be one track, um, but. I mean, this song I just think is like one of the highlights of the 90s do you know yeah. what I mean I think it was it was it's such a weird song when you actually think about it when, like, when you actually you know it's like you know Bernard Butler what, he, he sort of left Suede hadn't he and yeah just, like, everyone's like what's he gonna do next and then he teams up with like basically somebody who has got an opera voice and they just create this mad song which is, is, it's a proper slap in the face, kicking the balls, whatever you want to call it, because it's a sort of song that everyone wants to sing along, but very few people have got the range to do it. Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. But it's, I mean, this, yeah, the, the, the whole song is sung so high, and yeah. it's so impressive, and it's such an it's such an anthem, isn't it? It's one of them songs where, you know, it's. I mean, when you look at the words, obviously, it's about like a end of a relationship you've moved on and then yeah. suddenly they ask like if you how you're feeling you're like it's all basically it's like it's almost like you saying i'm done with you don't even talk to me yeah. but sung in that it's almost like an i will survive of the 90s isn't it yeah definitely but it's so big there's a theatrical sort of side to it it and it feels grandiose and a massive tune and it I remember hearing this and thinking, oh my God, if this is the first single from these guys, what's the rest of it going to be like? Yeah. And there was nothing as good as this. No, I think it was just, it, yeah, it was it was unfollowable, you yeah. know, for themselves. It's, yeah, it's, and it's one of those songs as well, I remember sort of not really admitting that I liked at the time, because at that time, you know, it, I was more in, I was into Oasis and, I probably didn't want to admit to my friends that I liked this very camp, you know, operatic number. But actually, you know, I just, it's its one of the songs from that, probably that year or two that has stuck with me the whole time. You know, I don't, I'd never go back and listen to Oasis now. That's not to say that they weren't seminal and all that, but I just, I feel like I grew out of a lot of it. And yeah. it's not the stuff I'd sit around and listen to now, whereas this is one of the songs that lasted longer than all of them. Yeah, and it's weird because it's not like a heavy song. There's there's no there's not a shred of distortion on any of the guitars or anything, but it still comes across like a rock and roll song. Absolutely, I don't know, yeah, I don't really know how that is, but it's yeah, it's definitely 
you know, I, I feel it's like more the rock spirit than a lot of the stuff of that time that would have been deemed as rock or indie and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if they had sort of pumped out a couple of tracks, it's just like, almost like that shit sound bad because you just yeah. but if you listen to that it's the one that I get on and they just die more um, summer evening kind of vibe things a bit and yeah, this yeah. is literally on a playlist right now your next track this was the one that I, when I saw it and I even said I even sent it to you uh, in the, the little chat we had going on I was just like this is a fucking tune yeah so this is, I think this is what uh, this is by McCalmont and Butler, and I think you know when you say that, it's everyone knows it's probably only going to be one track. Um, but I mean, this song, I just think, is like one of the highlights of the nineties. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think it was, it was, it's such a weird song when you actually think about it. When like, when you actually, you know, it's like you know Bernard Butler, what he he sort of left Suede, hadn't he? And, yeah, just, like everyone's like, "What's he gonna do next?" And then he teams up with, like, basically someone who has got an opera voice, and they just create this mad song, which is, is it's a proper slap in the face, kicking the balls, whatever you want to call it, because it's a sort of song that everyone wants to sing along, but very few people have got the range to do it. Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. What is? I mean, this. Yeah, the, the, the whole song is sung so high, and. Yeah. It's so impressive, and it's such an it's such an anthem, isn't it? It's one of them songs where, you know, it's. I mean, when you look at the words, obviously, it's about like a, a end of a relationship. You've moved on, and then yeah. suddenly they ask like, if you how you're feeling, you're like, it's so basically it's like it's almost like you saying, "I'm done with you. Don't even talk to me." Yeah. But sung in that, it's almost like an "I will survive" of the nineties, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's so big. There's a theatrical sort of side to it. it, and it feels grandiose and a massive tune. And it, I remember hearing this and thinking, oh my God, if this is the first single from these guys, what's the rest of it going to be like? <laughs> yeah. And there was nothing as good as this. No, I think it was just, it, yeah, it was it was unfollowable, you yeah. know, for themselves. It's, yeah, it's, and it's one of those songs as well, I remember sort of, not really admitting that I liked at the time because at that time, you know, it, I was more in. I was into Oasis, and I probably didn't want to admit to my friends that I liked this very camp, you know, operatic number. But, uh, but actually, you know, I just it's it's one of the songs from that probably that year or two that has stuck with me the whole time. You know, I don't. I'd never go back and listen to Oasis now. That's not to say. That they weren't seminal and all that, but I just I feel like I grew out of a lot of it. And yeah. It's not the stuff I'd sit around and listen to now. Whereas this is one of the songs that lasted longer than all of them. Yeah, and it's weird because it's not like a heavy song, and there's there's no there's not a shred of distortion on any of the guitars or anything, but it still comes across like a rock and roll song. Absolutely. I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't really know how that is but it is yeah it's definitely you know I, I feel this has more of a rock spirit than a lot of yeah. the stuff of that time that would have been deemed as rock or indie and stuff like that yeah absolutely and I think if they had 
sort of pumped out a couple of tracks, you know, 80% as good as this, then they would have been massive. But like oh, I said, yeah, but it was also there's something quite nice and romantic about the fact they this is they just did this and then that you know but, but they, they, they didn't have to ruin it by carrying on and doing loads of stuff. Okay, so this is it's, yes. Now, for the longest time while I was putting this together, McCalmut and Butler was going to be the final track. But when I was sort of reordering the playlist and looking at some of the other tracks, I, I felt like I had to include this next track. It's another pick from Michael Malone's episode and it's by The Mountain Goats. And it's a song about persevering through a horrible year which is so on the nose it's untrue but if you listen to the lyrics and the way it's delivered it's almost like no I'm gonna persevere I'm gonna come out on top despite what this year has got to throw at me and I think that's kind of where we're at I think we're all just gonna keep carrying on and come out the other side of this just to stick two fingers up to last year and everything that's been happening so let's hear what Michael Malone had to say alright so moving on from Bimes and Gifted Gab who's up next we're going to go with the Mountain Goats again another great band name <laughs> yes yes we're getting back into the sadness uh, <laughs> I love this group so much uh, I always describe them as kind of like nerd rock. Um, they do a lot. Of, they have a lot of albums out. Their their catalog is huge. I think it's over twenty albums or something like that. I think they have three or four albums just based on the Bible and like Bible stories and this and that. I'm not a religious guy. I don't think he's a religious guy either. I think it's more in just storytelling that he likes it. I don't think he's a super religious guy. I think he loves the stories. Um, and that's and that's exactly what you're going to get with the Mountain Goats. He is a storyteller. His lyrics are incredible. It's kind of sad nerd rock. I put it on all the time when I'm writing, uh, especially for drama and stuff like that. I always have it on my headphones. If you're in a mood, if it's a rainy day, anything like that, the Mountain Goats, just put them on shuffle. They will deliver. Um, they just put out an album last year uh, all about wrestling. Okay. <laughs> it was all about pro wrestling. And it's <laughs> phenomenal. You don't have to even know anything about wrestling to enjoy the album. It's great. Um, but he's he's also an author. He's written two novels. Uh, he's just a super interesting guy. Um, uh, but can't say enough great things about them. They are they are always on my playlist. And the song that I picked just seems like the theme song for 2020. <laughs> the, uh, the, the chorus, without giving it away, the chorus is, I'm going to make it through this year if it fucking kills me. And I feel like we can all relate to that. And I feel like that should just be nominated as the theme song for 2020 with everything that's going on. That is about right. That kind of sums it up. <laughs> um, okay, so this track is? This year. Holding hands, twin high maintenance machines. I am gonna make 
so that concludes my first solo episode of sorts i've really enjoyed making mixtapes with mike i'm looking forward to doing more episodes this year and as always i'm eternally grateful for everyone who's left a positive review on whatever platform you're listening on or if you've taken the time to share it with one of your friends I really enjoy making this. I really want to make it bigger and better and grow the audience. So I really do appreciate everyone that's been along for the ride so far. So I'll see you on Monday for the next episode of Mixtapes with Mike.